This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. My name is Frank, I yelled back. I could see that Tony was taken aback by that. She leaned in closer and saw my face, then suddenly turned and ran into her unit, visibly shaken. I could hear a loud thud of her door closing. I stood alone by my door and really couldn't figure out why she was so shaken. Didn't they know my name was Frank? space between reality and fantasy, between light and dark, between rational and irrational. In this space, there are stories. This story is called The Bathtub. Insanity is a virtue. October 31st. I know I can find myself again. I just know it. I kept going over everything in my mind, and I knew I would find you. Yes, find you. Kept pacing back and forth in this heat. I knew you would turn up. I scratched my arm harder and harder. Shudder. Stop scratching. You should shower, relax, but no, I couldn't. Face myself underneath all that darkness in that bathtub. It bothered me so much. I needed to think, needed to... A knock on the door. I stood still, stunned. It was suddenly quiet. All I heard was my own heart beating. Who could this be? Hey, Rick. You in there, buddy? Heath's slurry words. He could barely speak. He was drunk and he needed more. He thought I had that expensive whiskey in my cupboard. Yeah, Frank always has the good stuff, is that it? Anger traveled through me, so I shook violently, yet approached the door. Heath, I said, barely audible, my face against the steel door. Listen, buddy, I know you're not feeling well. Tony says you looked real scruff last time she saw you. Heath sniffed pathetically. You see, buddy, you and I, we always get treated like dogs, you know? Tony and them all, they can all go to hell. He belched. To hell, I repeated, my lips against the steel door. Yeah. Heath's voice got louder. Listen, buddy, open up. I need to talk to you. Also... Now Heath's voice became a whisper. I need some drink. Not coming empty-handed this time. That Tony bitch be telling me to watch my drinking? What the hell does she know, witch? 
Heath said loudly, suddenly emboldened by his own defiance. I rested my face against the steel door and closed my eyes. I haven't washed myself in over a week. I haven't eaten either. I did not want anyone around me. Yet. Something about Heath and his pathetic way made my body shake just the right way. My hand went to the lock and turned it. Heath pushed on the handle and the door swung open, letting him into my world. He entered and his eyes immediately went around the room, finally landing on me. I could see the horror in his eyes, wild disbelief. Oh, oh, that is a doozy, he exclaimed under his breath. Would you look at that? Come in, Heath, I said calmly, standing. I didn't move. He came in carefully, stepping over some garbage and things on the floor. Hey, listen, you okay? He turned and looked at me, but I could tell he wasn't really looking. It was as if he was too scared to look at me. His gaze was averted. Never been better, I said calmly, shaking violently now. I pushed on the door and it closed with a loud thud. Heath fumbled with a paper bag and pulled out a bottle of rum. You got glasses? He sat down in his usual armchair. I went to the kitchen and got us two glasses. My arms were shaking violently, and my heart was beating wildly. I was exhilarated. I held out the two glasses in front of Heath. While gazing sideways at the door, he managed to pour generous portions of rum into each. He took a large sip and stretched out on an armchair, pensive. I could hear his even breathing. He smacked his lips. For a few minutes, he was quiet. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Tony said you scared her the other day. He said finally, looking at the ceiling and not so much at me. She was worried about you, and I thought I'd check you out. He wouldn't look directly at me. It drove me crazy. Insane. Is it because he knew I was Frank? Was he trying to avoid me because he knew I never left? They just didn't really see me. Suddenly, I could feel anger boiling within me. Heath turned to me, but still would not look at me. Listen, you gotta do something. I'm worried for you. Just look at this stump. You should look at yourself. You look like... like... Heath stumbled over his words, slurring. Like who? I said loudly. Who do I look like? Heath was hesitant. 
He looked into his glass as if looking for the right words swimming in there, and then he mumbled, You look worse than Frank. And that was bad enough, yes it was. I am Frank! I screamed and got to my feet. Can't you see that? I threw my glass on the floor and it smashed loudly, rum spilling all over the floor. Heath fell back in his armchair, taken by surprise, his forearm covering his face. Seeing him in this defensive pose, I realized how pathetic this man really was. Everyone hated him. His sister hated him. I hated him. My shaking was so violent I could barely breathe. I looked down and saw the pieces of the broken glass. I picked up the sharpest piece and swung my body over to where Heath sat. Oh, I heard Heath say in bewilderment, and I saw his eyes widen. I looked deep into those eyes, now so close to mine, and I saw misery. I knew what misery felt like. I couldn't stand it. I knew Frank was miserable, and Rick was miserable, and now Heath was miserable. I let out a big laugh, like the one coming from underneath the bathtub in a destroyed bathroom. Like my own desperate laugh. Rick? I heard Heath say. His tone was pleading. I am Frank! I screamed again and plunged the sharp end of a broken glass into his neck again and again. I was laughing. I stopped after a few minutes because I heard the pacing upstairs again. Back and forth. Back and forth. November 2nd. Another knock on my door. I know they are looking for Rick, but he isn't here. He left a while ago. They are threatening to break open the door now. They are looking for Heath, too, I guess. It will take a while. The door is heavy and made of steel. It's here from the asylum days. Nobody gets out and just leaves. Heath is safely resting under my bathtub. I finally know what all that darkness was hiding. I know at some point they will manage to open that door. I can hear it starting to give way. I can also hear Tony crying, screaming. It sounds surreal, far away. I know I can find safety from the world underneath this bathtub. No one will find me here. I roll underneath it. So much space here for me. And bump into Heath's body. I stuffed it under the bathtub a few hours earlier. He is so cold, so silent. I like him better than ever now that he is cold and silent. I lie underneath with Heath, in the darkness, and I finally start to drift off to sleep. I find my peace here, at last.
Thank you for listening to The Bathtub, narrated by Neil Helligers. My name is Valerie Bogart, and you will hear my voice, along with James Renner, on February 11th, 2020, for a pi-rational interlude titled Palindrome. Reverence to the return. This is a Blast Box Media Podcast.